You're listening to Arc Radio Podcast. You're listening to In Conversation with. Uh, I'm joined in the studio uh, with, firstly, my better half. Sidra, you want to introduce yourself? Samakom. Uh, that's the wifey. Um, we'll both be co uh, She'll be my co host today, no doubt, um, keeping me right. Um, we'll be. We're joining the studio today um, with two very special guests and we'll be discussing the topic of adoption. Um, for those of you who may be joining us for the first time, um, In Conversation With is a show um, where we like to discuss um, up-to-date, current, hot-in-the-press topics, um, key issues within the society and the community that maybe not so many people are familiar with and require to be discussed. So... Um, Alhamdulillah, I hope you've been enjoying the um, In Conversation With series. As I say, today's topics will be adoption. Uh, and before we really get into things, I'd like to take the opportunity to introduce two of our very special guests. Uh, we have a brother, Muhammad. Salam alaikum, brother. Wa How are you today? I'm fine, thank you. Are you well? I hear you've you've done this before and you've done some radio before with brother Rizzi. Yeah. <laughs> How long ago was that? That's about four years ago. All oh, right, okay. Alhamdulillah. Um, so you, you'll be experienced then, yeah? Um, tell us a bit about yourself, Brother Mohammed. Um, what do you do? What's your background? Mm, just business. Business, Catering okay. And property and stuff. Okay, alhamdulillah, excellent. And how you been finding Ramadan so far? Good. Excellent, good. I see you had the kids round at the park there, making use of the good weather then. That's right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you didn't sneak into uh, Victoria Road for a Queen's Cafe ice cream. Did not, did not. <laughs> <laughs> Held back, alhamdulillah. Yeah. And sister, I understand, sister, your name's Aisha, assalamu alaikum. How are you, sister? You well? Alhamdulillah. And did you have the did you have the privilege of um, being on the show four years ago with brother Izzy also? Yes, we did. Okay, excellent. Uh, Was that the same topic? Actually, Uh, I heard him. Well, actually, I I think we've all been missing him. Um, I think he's more on um, different platforms these days, but um, certainly he's been missed here within the Radio Ramadan studios. But um, yeah. I take it the the topic then was adoption as well, was it? Yes, it was. Okay, alhamdulillah. Um, so, do you want to give us a bit of bit more of background before we really start getting into things? Uh-huh. So, the statistics in the UK for more and more kids um, having been placed into care are on the rise, and quite frankly, they're very very stark. Um, to combat this, adoption is intended to take children out of care because there's chances of stability and success in education, life are much, much better um, for the child. The BBC recently reported that there is a shortage of Muslim families willing to foster or adopt children, despite almost 5,000, that's actually a staggering number, 5,000 Muslim children being in care. More than half of these children are spending their time on non-Muslim households. Um, it's so important for our ummah and the child's sake that the needs are are met by Muslim carers, and it's fantastic to have... Um, people in the studio with us who can give us a bit of experience on that because I think it's a topic that's easy to talk about but you very you you very seldom come across people who've actually been through the journey so I'm really looking forward to to learning about that today as well I'm sure our listeners are as well yeah I mean um no doubt I mean just just from my own perspective I, I couldn't tell you the first thing about adoption um, so I'm definitely very interested to hear it's just it's just perceptions that you have I think uh, yeah so. absolutely and do you know what before we start I actually might just 
give you an insight into my perception and, and I'd be interested to see whether I'm right or not. Um, my my perception is that it must be a very difficult um, process to actually get your foot in the door. And that may be right, that may be wrong, but I'll throw that out there and we'll see if, mm-hmm. I'm, if I'm correct. But before we really get into uh, the nitty gritty of things, can we, for the listeners' sake, just have a bit, a little bit of background for, for yourselves uh, in terms of your family and uh, Brother Muhammad, we can aim that out yourself. In terms of your family set up dynamic that tricky question how long have you been married is, is he good is he going to remember about <laughs> <laughs> you so. sorry you say that again sorry yeah, we've been married for 24 years okay alhamdulillah and uh, obviously we were trying for the kids okay we tried everything mm-hmm. like through the hospitals and doctors and what have you okay but there was no success all right then Always wanted to adopt anyway, even did have my own kids. Always okay. at the back of my mind, I would mm-hmm. adopt one. Yeah, that's right. 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 And uh, then we started thinking on those lines, why do we just adopt? Okay. And uh, once we started speaking to the social workers and other people, and I found it more and more interesting. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought it would be good to do it. So were you both always on the same page? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. We were always on the f- same page, right, from the first time, when, you know, when we got together, when we got married. And what about, for example, friends, family? Were, were they supportive or were there challenges there? That you the, do, you, do you know what? We had no challenges, alhamdulillah. Everything went smoothly. Uh, we... As Ma, uh, as Ma, Muhammad was saying, that we tried everything, we done the infertility, but there's a process that you know I'm going to tell you now. There's a process. So if you've been married for like three, four years, mm-hmm. then um, you know the, the your infertility, they're not going to entertain you till a few, a good few years down the line. Okay. So um, you on the NHS, you have like three tries. Okay. For infertility, and um, if you don't, that's it. You can't do anything else after that. But um, we done that, and then we had a few more tries. We were lucky, alhamdulillah. We done other things, but it just we nobody could give an answer why okay. it wasn't happening. That was it. There was no reason to it. You know, usually you would have, um, you know, we, we'd have Med- problems. Medical, 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 medical reason. Yes, yeah. reason. But they didn't have a medical reason. All the tests, everything, always came back fine. Um, so, but then we started looking into adoption, and we thought it would be very difficult. Like yourself, not mm-hmm. got a clue, and um, internet was new those days. So you oh, right. get a lot of information um, there. You had to do the old-fashioned thing and speak to people. Absolutely, old-fashioned thing. Um, speak to people, um, and we knew somebody else who had adopted. Okay, and actually, my mother-in-law suggested. Um, that you, I'll get you the telephone number. Mashallah, she knows, lo, lo, you know, she knows everybody. <laughs> I would well, say well, in our society, yeah. And um, she, she got me the number, and she's like, talk to her. So I did speak to somebody, and um, then she had done inter-country adoption. Can so you explain this, yes. that? Because there's two types of adoption. First adoption is when um, you adopt from the UK, okay, or any country that you adopt which is associated in the same if it come if it's like um, accepted by the UK so the okay. EU for example EU, no it would yep. be like no. No. no it was Commonwealth countries okay. Right, okay okay Commonwealth so what's that type of adoption called do you know uh, that was called inter-country adoption inter-country, okay but the inter-country adoption we wanted to do was we wanted to adopt from Pakistan 
right? Okay. okay. We wanted to adopt from Pakistan because you know what it, the situation's like there. Here, we always thought you still get help anyway when you're born, and if nobody takes you or whatever, you're in, you're in that environment where you're going to get fed and you're going to have be clothed. Yeah. But in Pakistan, it was totally different. So we were really wanting to adopt like from the Eid Foundation. Okay. Um, we started the process. Our social worker. Her name is Ali, and she was really, really nice. You know, mashallah, she was lovely. What was her role? In, in her role process? was to assess, to assess me and my husband for suitability. For suitability, um, what you know, basically everything. And it's not just assessing us; it was assessing our family, our friends, as well. So to anyone see. really that the children would interact. Absolutely, with. and they wanted to see if we had any interaction with children. Okay, if anybody had left their children with us, be it, you know, it would be family or friends. Um, so it was quite. It did take about a year and a half. But while we were doing the intercountry adoption, um, we she wanted us to adopt, do, um, do the adoption from the UK. Okay, because. Um, after doing all the checks and everything, she was saying, why don't you adopt from here? Why don't you adopt from here? And, and I was like, no, we just want to do Pakistan. But the, if you do inter-country adoption, like from a country that does, uh, the UK does not approve, basically you have a certificate. Then you can go and adopt from wherever. Okay. So if we wanted to go to Pakistan and adopt from there, we would have contacted Eidi Foundation. And everybody here would have helped us get the certificate. But in Pakistan, you know what the situation's like there. It's very, very difficult. Yep. So the person I knew that done the intercountry adoption, she had a very tough time, although she had a very good job and her husband had a very good job. Basically, once she got the child from the Eidi Foundation, the the Pakistani embassy or the British embassy there didn't entertain her very well. So what what are the challenges that you come across, from, for example, from the Pakistani embassy? Did you have a similar experience? No, I didn't, because didn't. we adopted okay. from here. That's oh, what okay. I'm saying. You okay. you we, she had here. a tough time, so that's why she said to me, Hamera, just do it from here. Okay. okay, I'm just going to take things back. We we we're, we're literally ten minutes into the program. We may have late joiners coming in. Um, for those of you who may have just joined us, uh, we've got Muhammad and Aisha who both are joined us in the studio. Topic today uh, for in conversation with is on adoption, and and um, Aisha will come back to you on on where you were. Uh, and we're really going to just pull it right back though, because I had a com- had a question right from the start which was just waiting obviously you were in your element you were talking um you guys both had the idea of adopting even before you realized that you couldn't have children um was that something you both were thinking and was there any reason in particular what was driving that for basically for a good cause absolutely because of the prophet muhammad absolutely said that adoption is a good thing absolutely from those the from an Islamic perspective yeah, then yeah. Alhamdulillah you're both on the same page excellent mm-hmm. um, any comments on that to anyone out there that could be listening um, any words of en- any words of encouragement really or advice or advice personally I think it's a very very good thing to do Alhamdulillah absolutely. Yep, absolutely and it really changes you yeah oh yeah it really I, I, does change you inside and out I mean if you think that 
you can't do that. You can't get, share your love with any other child apart from your own. Mm-hmm. Then it's absolutely Excellent. wrong. I I want to come on to the next point that we started talking about. But I think I think we just kind of skimmed over it, and that was really we spoke about uh, family, right? And mm-hmm. you guys obviously explained to your family, and, and you've hinted to us that your family were great. You didn't face mm-hmm. any challenges. I want to explore this a little bit more. How did you did you did you sit your families down? Did you explain to them this was a process? How, how did it work? How, for, for someone out there that may be in a similar situation, mm-hmm. is there any advice of how you go about that part? I think it was very, very easy. First of all, um, being married for, what, 10 years and not having children, you yeah. know what our Asian society is like. Yep. You know, why, 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 why mm-hmm. is it not happening? Maybe there's a fault. Slightly yeah. invasive. Yes, yes, you know, yeah. every Auntie G coming to the house, yeah. you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, the usual. So what happened was, I think, because we knew that we were going to do this a long time ago, uh, and the problem was when I contacted them first, but because I was doing treatments, mm-hmm. they said no, because your hormones are all, all over the place right. and, okay. and, you know, the feelings and whatever. You, we, we're not willing to um, take any applications from yourself. In a way, they're saying you want, they want, like, a rational mindset. Yes, beforehand. absolutely. Okay. So when you've finished all your treatments, you know what's happening, then you come to us. Mm-hmm. So that's when I did. When we contacted them, and then once we got the approval for them, okay, they're going to give us an application form. We're going to, that's when we sat down and decided to talk to our family. Okay. Excellent. You know, um, I stay with my mother-in-law. My mother-in-law, mother-in-law is fantastic. No problems. She was delighted. She goes, yes, why not? You oh, know, well, and um, my pa- parents are from here as well. Spoke to them, and you know, everybody was delighted. They thought, wow, that's amazing. Brilliant. You know, and our like family background. Um, one of our other. Like aunties who was who we were all we were all very close to um she she never had any children but all the children of the family were her children you know okay. they all used to call her like, like you Mom. were saying love grows yeah love grows and uh, she always used to say to me Himera, just make sure that you adopt a child you know don't mashallah. don't just leave it mm-hmm. so make sure you do adopt so mashallah it's that was great it. that you had that support system yes about you mm-hmm. I'm so that's that's great to know then so you guys you, there was no challenges from that sense um we've obviously heard then it was the decision of where to adopt from mm-hmm. whether it was um, pakistan or whether it was here so again you've told us that you ended up going with the uk right mm-hmm. um talk to us a little about the process of what it's like then when you're trying to adopt a child from here. Someone sitting there listening to this now who may have at the forefront of their mind that they wish to adopt, then what kind of process can they be expecting? Well, when we changed our mind from the inter-country adoption to adoption from here, you didn't ask me why. Oh, why? (laughs) Thanks for that. (laughs) Uh, We changed our mind because um, one of... my sister who who works down south um knows a lot of people that are on the adoption committee okay what made us change our mind was the fact that children in pakistan they know who they are they can be muslims yeah. mm-hmm. children here that are born from muslim families are getting adopted as you're saying by non-Muslims. They're losing their yeah. identity. They're losing their identity. That's what made us change our mind. So that we should adopt from here rather than abroad because this way, if the child is born to a Muslim family 
and they can't, for whatever reason, raise them, then it should go to a Muslim family. Well, yeah, no, that, that, that's very interesting because I can see why when you're in the process and when you were thinking back then, you probably didn't even think of that. No, we no didn't, doubt. we didn't. It's only when you get down, do, start doing your research yeah. or speaking to people, that's when you decide to change your mind. Okay, excellent. Um, all right, so now that we, we, we now know the reason why, <laughs> um, talk to us a little bit about the, the process then from thereafter. How, how did you get on? Okay, halfway through our application form through um, with Ali for intercountry, when we told her that we changed our mind, she was over the moon as well. Okay, because good. she thought she's met our family, our family was fantastic, our friends are fantastic, and that's what she and that that's kind of thing. Um, that's what they're looking for as well: a family where they know that the child can be safe mm-hmm. and be that, loved. That's the main thing, isn't that it? Is safe, the main safety thing safety and protection for the child. Yes, yes. You're saying application form. They take the very serious. The, the, safe, they, the safety of the child, the safety. of course. Right. Okay. I remember you saying that you had um, you had visits where they they came and visited you. So what did you do in preparation for that? Were were, were you nervous about about those things or? Um, now that you mentioned that, actually, it was quite a, a tough time. In a way, I suppose somebody's coming in to judge. Absolutely, your house and Absolutely. your home and your family. So, how what what did you do, both of you, in terms of preparation and your family as well? We were both working at the time, so it was trying to find the time that suits us both um, to be in. Um, she would give us uh, homework, okay, and we'd have to do our homework. Um, just you know, things about what would you do in a child if it was you know all. You know, like scenario based. Absolutely. Um, Can I be annoying and break it down even further? Um, when you're saying she is, this is social worker we're talking about. This is the right. so- social worker. Talk, talk yeah. to us a little bit out. So, uh, Ali, does Ali is Ali appointed to, oh, to come out and, and and get to know you? Is that what happens first? No. What happens first is there's a meeting. Okay. And there's an adoption meeting, and you go there, you sit there, and they tell you what the process is, how long the process is, okay. if you're still interested and to put your name down, that's right. So you're making an informed decision. Absolutely. How yeah. long were you told the process is to be? Uh, they told us it would take about a year and a half. Okay. And because we were insisting at the time, at the start, that it was inter-country adoption, so say our process took about two years. Okay, because you changed it. Change because mind. we changed right. our mind. Um, so once we put our name down then um, somebody gives you a call and then tells you that one of the social workers will come out so those we had the same social worker throughout we were dealing with two and um, first one was Ali the main one was uh, Marilyn who we met on the first night absolutely lovely lady she's retired now but we still keep in touch excellent and um, she's 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 great so she appointed Ali so Ali started coming out and assessing us once every fortnight, maybe, or once every week. It's so quite, quite regularly. Yes. A lot of visits. Okay. A lot of visits. What, what the, because I don't know, what did they consist of? They, I think... What were they looking for? Basically how we get on, how long we've been married for, what would we do if we adopted a child who would give up their job? 
you know, how many people stay in the house, how many rooms in the house, mm. if it's a child-friendly house, yeah. you know, and everything like that. W- and, and for, in terms of that dynamic, did you have? But did you struggle with anything in terms of were you struggling for space in the home? How many rooms? You, the reason why I'm asking these annoying questions is because we may have someone who's sitting. And, there. and of course, not everybody will have a smooth journey. People will have Absolutely things that are not will. perfect. Yeah. So, yes. so I mean, for example, did you have extra rooms? Did you have spare rooms? Um, we did have one spare room, and it was like small because I stayed with my mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. We um, and. Um, like my mother-in-law had one room and we had one room and there was a small box room so um was that seen as a positive or a negative no no that was fine that was fine fine, mashallah all that was fine Uh, what she wanted to mainly see is how we got on as a family as a couple interactions what the child's going to pick up absolutely what are we like if one throws a tantrum or the Mm -hmm. other throws a tantrum you know little things like that all your hospital checks everything they sat down they got an interpreter for my mother-in-law as well Excellent. okay so they wanted yes. to get to know her of course because she'd have it Absolutely. so much interaction, yes. with, the kids interaction as well. with the kids and uh, just close family friends you know like brothers or sisters who have got children would we leave would they leave their children with us okay if they had to go out would they trust us um I'm just going to rewind that a wee bit because um, when they were talking about who would give up their job or how would it be, alhamdulillah, we were fine, mashallah, because Muhammad was the main breadwinner of the house. Mm-hmm. So for me, it wasn't a problem if I had to leave. Um, so they seen that as a positive, that somebody would be there. But even if you were working part-time, that wouldn't have been an issue okay. with them. All right. So, but... Um, yeah, so that was a house house right. situation, and if people would leave their kids, whether his family would leave their kids, it was quite in, you know intense, mm-hmm. very intense. Some day, sometimes we were like, "Oh my god, this is just so much!" You know, it's not really fair because if you yeah. were that's you were was, pregnant, yeah, that's what not, I was n- nobody's going to come out and see if you're okay t- when you're going to have a baby. You know, and this is just like so intense. Can I just but, ask? Um, Obviously, you've been through the process. You have the experience. Um, did you speak to, or are you aware of, any families who may have had any difficulties with that process? And and what type of thing do people tend to have difficulties with? Um, there is difficulties with adoption because I know one couple who have not succeeded. Okay. okay. And um, age limit. Right. Ah, right. Okay. okay. So there is age there limit. is an age within is. which absolutely and your health as well. And your right. health, of course. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. So these are the kind of things that our listeners should really, if they are thinking of adoption, absolutely. taking into consideration. So age. So, so you, time really is off the essence. Yes. Really, yeah. if yes. you want to do it, it's more of a do it earlier than do it absolutely. later kind of thing. I think roughly, if you probably have a look, and and then you know what child you want. If you want a very young child, yes. or if you want a wee bit older, that all matters on your age right you know of course yeah because you would grow with the child then yeah so you can't exactly be in your um early 40s and say you want to adopt a A baby a baby Uh right you know it doesn't make sense to them so you have to make sure that you know if you know just to start the process as early as possible right okay excellent and other than age anything uh, any other stumbling blocks that you might want to flag up to people listening or at least not stumbling blocks. It's but more to inform. It's more to it's just, inform it's just financially, financially, okay. financially as well. Financing to be stable. Financing okay. yep. to be stable. 
All right. Um, and health, as Mohammed was saying, your mm-hmm. health needs to be, you know. What about? It sounds like a very thorough job interview. Yeah. It's worse than a thorough job interview. I can imagine because it clearly goes on for more than just just a, an hour or so. Um, what about um, amount of people or other members of family living in a house, for example? I don't know other younger, especially with within me, the Asian community. You know, usually, we have maybe another family staying in a house. Maybe if yes. it's not even as that, you know, I, I don't know, a younger sister, for example. Let's say Mohammed had a had a had a had a younger sister that wasn't married yet. Um, do we, you know, do do, do have, right. have you heard point. of any cases whereby that may have be a, st- a stumbling block at all? I haven't heard of any okay. cases like that, to be honest. But do you know what? There, it's not. You mentioned the word like, um, you know, council, but. But the adoption side of the council, they were really all very, very nice. Excellent. Okay. You know, they're very helpful and they want you to, they want the best for you and they want the best for the child. Yeah, absolutely. They want them to give, you know, they want the, that child to have a home. It's yeah. nice actually because... You know, they, they're very, very friendly. Well, we have been very, very lucky. I know one or two couples that I know that their social worker hasn't been that good and, you know, it's just delayed the process and they're still on the waiting list and it's been years now. It's nice to see it from a positive light because I think normally the attention that this topic would get within especially our community is tainted. Mm. So it's nice to see somebody who's had a warm experience mm-hmm. um, in the transition period as well. I'm the love for anyone who's maybe just joining us. Uh, we've been having quite an insightful discussion uh, on adopting children and specifically Muslim children uh, here in the UK. We've covered the process or we're, we're currently in the process of going through the process if that makes sense <laughs> um, we really had gone into quite a lot of discussion about that um, how you go about uh, what it's like to, when you get appointed a social worker um, how things can kind of unfold shall we say uh, once a social worker is appointed and um, we've we've had quite a bit of in-depth discussion about that I think we wanted to we didn't get a chance to clarify some things before the the end of the break and before we we carry on um, Badger wanted to clarify a little bit about the process now we've got to the point that we've spoken about um, social workers will come out you will have regular meetings they will be fortnightly or with a weekly or fortnightly? It really depends. Right. Depends. So regu- depends as regular as that, effectively. Regular, yes, um, for about a year. Okay, at least oh, a year. Yes. I mean, that's a long time. That's a long um, time, yeah. Clearly to see whether, obviously, initially, it's just a mask that's been put on. Uh, uh, yeah, that's it. That's uh, it. And, you know, she, she was very good because, say, if you did have, like, an, a little argument mm-hmm. or something or something was going on, she could pick it up. Of course, yeah. you can. Just like us, you can you yeah, can pick up when absolutely. there's tense when uh-huh. there's a tense atmosphere yeah. between people. So they must yeah. have been the same. Yeah. It's obviously there. Therefore, also from what I'm gathering, very important to have quite a good relationship with your social worker. Would yes. you Would you say you're probably not wanting to get off on a bad footing with them? Yeah. Um, I wouldn't imagine that would that would help your your cause in any way. Um, you guys seem to have had a great relationship with your social worker so no doubt alhamdulillah that helped she was really really good Mohammed was really you know um, very fond of her as well excellent so that, that, that helped <laughs> she was really helpful brilliant really helpful. and that, that's, that's what you want um we, we we had obviously gotten to the point of discussing how they assess people that are within the house and um, we've discussed all of that i think the only part really we haven't discussed is so what what happens once you've been approved? Once you've been approved and you've been given the thumbs up after the year of interrogation. 
Uh, you get an adoption certificate. Okay. And once you get the adoption certificate, you're put onto a waiting list. Another waiting list. Another waiting list. Okay. Now, this waiting list can be about a year. Wow, so it really is a long process. So that I understand yes. why they say start early. Yes, I mean... I think even that adoption certificate that you have mm-hmm. is valid for some time, and then if you don't, um, if they don't find a suitable child for you, then you, you that adoption certificate's ah, so, not valid so anymore. You have to then then they go need through to, everything again. Not everything again. I don't. Get, I'm not going to say that you have to go through everything again, but. Um, they would probably have to just reassess you quickly to see if all the circumstances, financially, your house, everything, is the is the same. Mm-hmm. But I do I don't know how long that adoption certificate would be valid. But alhamdulillah, we were lucky because as soon as we got our adoption certificate, two weeks within the two weeks, wow. we got a phone call. Alhamdulillah, it just it sounds it like it was like what already. <laughs> So you were mentally prepared then so you, to be waiting. You didn't have the nine months to prepare for that child coming in. No. It was like a, a two-week crash course. That was it. That was it. So Excellent. what about um, like age of the child, gender of the child? Do you how how did you what, what is brother Muhammad? Do you want to come in on this one? Yeah, I mean, we wanted as young as possible. Yep, that was my aim. Was to have a young as possible. Okay. And uh, the first child we got, she was about eight months old. When we yes, found well, out okay. She was yeah. eight months old. Then it took us about two months to before we actually went to collect her. Okay. All right. I, mm-hmm. I believe there's lots of visits between you going to collect them. There's like meeting uh, visits. One one week it was. One okay. week we had to stay one. over. Oh, you had to stay over? Stay over yes. Yeah, and get you used to with the child every day. Yes. Uh, when you say stay over, where were you staying over? give you accommodation okay so they can come and see how you're getting on with the baby yeah right okay see, what happens is if you approve for adoption for a muslim baby mm-hmm. um they're not going to do it from the same 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 city or of nearby course, yeah. there has to be there's rules so you have to go that further but extra so if you get approved in scotland mm-hmm. you have to get a baby from england okay right so okay. that because our community is a bit small, so there'll be no links anywhere. Right. Right. Okay. 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 So. Wow, it's amazing yeah. that they've taken all that into consideration yes. as well. Okay, so you've stayed over with baby for a week. About a week, yeah. Mm-hmm. Meant to be a week, huh? But it was meant to be a week, yes. Yeah, but baby was too used to got used to us within three days or something. Oh, alhamdulillah, that's brilliant. Wow. Yeah. I mean, baby got more used to Muhammad than me. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you were not expecting. <laughs> that. Yeah, yes. What well, the process is um, when we got approved and when we got the baby, um, we seen the baby's photo, mm-hmm. and they made us take a photo with a teddy. Okay. So that photo and that teddy was sent down to the eight-month-old baby where they would have it beside her cot. They would give her the teddy and just make her look at the picture and, let's say, you know, mummy, daddy, mummy, daddy. Building that connection up. Well, we've got a seventh-month-old nephew and um, he's just started saying mama, so I can understand that they do already have that maternal link. Uh So I can understand them wanting to build build that. Build that link. So I think that um, link was built with Muhammad very quickly because, mashallah, as soon as we went into the room, she just... Well, daddy. They do. They do say that um, girls have a special relationship with their dad. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Uh, that must have not have been. I mean, that must have been quite a, a daunting experience. Clearly, it must have been quite difficult. Or, or maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm just guessing. How did you find that walking in, seeing seeing a child for the first time? First time, uh, <clears throat> I walked in and seen the child, and I picked her up, and right. she put her head against my head. Oh wow! And that was it. Oh, wow. I thought I felt great. Wow! Oh, that was excellent. Yeah. And and. Obviously, you guys ended up staying there, I think, for a week. We were meant to stay there for right. a week. But after four days, um, the baby was absolutely happy. fine with us. Okay. And there was no issues. And the social workers were all like... Because um, the baby has social workers as well. Yep. Yep. Uh-huh. She was in a foster carer. So you'll have your own social Christian workers coach. and they'll have the baby will have their own social workers. Yes. So our social workers will just tell us that we need to go down. So she'll book all the tickets and stuff. So mm-hmm. when we got there, we met up with the baby's social worker and the baby's foster carer. Okay. Okay. And they obviously make sure baby's adjusting well. Yes. Okay. It's a great feeling when the first time you pick up your baby, you know. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, Imagine. Excellent. And what about then when you guys brought your baby home? Um, talk to us a little bit how things went from there. We brought the baby home. Yeah, it was fine. To be honest with you, honestly, fine. everything went fine. Yeah. Good. We had um, like, um, Mohammed's got a sister, and we grew up with their nephews and nieces, my niece. uh-huh. and um, and they've always been a part of our part of us you know everything we've done together and they just love staying over at ours and and our little nephew was about 10 he was 10 then yeah yeah and you know it felt because he was our baby Mm -hmm. you know he was our baby before our, our, our baby came along and we thought maybe there'll be a bit of jealousy or something yeah. or he'll feel it now that he won't get the attention but no they just got on so well well subhanallah okay excellent so well so, mashallah so everything went rather smoothly then. Yes. so eight months um and uh, how long ago was eight months when yeah how old are, how, they now? How, how old are they now how long oh yes our nephew is um 20 wow 21 and um our our little uh, our girl is uh, and it's so uh, our girl is about 10 so it was like a 10 year difference between them so now when you see them and and let my nephew saw you know i was like remember remember (laughs) (laughs) it's payback time now (laughs) (laughs) now she gets to be just as annoying for you yeah she she (laughs) she really annoys them sometimes but it's so funny just watching them together grow they go on very well they do they do strongly believe that as her brothers yeah yes and sister yeah excellent Mm -hmm. and and during the first 10 years then um might as well just ask at this stage any difficulties anything that you would say was a challenge for anyone listening out there or was it just what to expect was it just the normal what you would expect with parenthood and having a child I mean anything in particular Alhamdulillah Alhamdulillah we were lucky because our baby was very good Mm. full stop you know well, I would say don't ever think that they are adopted yeah Yeah. treat them that way and you'll be fine I think look at them as your own Yes. Absolutely. You're fine. Don't even think about it, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it's fine. Alhamdulillah. Yeah. So going with the right intention then. Yes. Yeah. So I know we fast forwarded 10 years, but did you have any support from social work and kind of related services in those 10 years? We had uh, the social worker would visit us. I okay. think it was, I think, for how long? Just a couple of months after that. A couple that. of months after yeah. that, yeah. And they must have been kind of happy with progress. Yeah, they were very happy with the progress. And, and was that it then? They didn't they, you after interfere that. after that? No. They didn't okay. interfere after that. They, they're confident that you're doing okay. Then they yeah. don't interfere. If they have a little, even 
suspicion mm-hmm. about something then nothing that's okay. on top. Now, when you came into the studio, there were two kids. Yeah. So how how did how did that come about? Um. Well. Um. We were f- happy with one, mm-hmm. but we knew that one would get lonely. So, Muhammad always used to say, "Oh, you know." Uh, you should have company. You should have company, and and I was like, yeah, yeah, we'll see. You know how <laughs> it's hard putting enough it, to putting learn. it off, putting it off, yeah. And um, then, mashallah, uh, one day we got a phone call saying that you know there's another sibling. Okay. Would you like to adopt a, a little a girl again, sister? And we said yes. And your life changed for the second time. For the second time. Um, the older one was four that time under four and just under four under four she was going to start nursery yeah yeah so again but the process wasn't that intense second second time now no 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 well that was what we were coming on to say but before I go on so when your elder child was four Mm -hmm. was the other one just born is there a four year gap between them no, she no. was about. It's a two two and a half year gap. Two and a half year gap, okay. right? Okay. So, so by the time they had informed me, by the time they basically found that they had the 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 second one had an older sibling, it took them that long. All oh, right. Okay. The, well, the, that the second sibling was ten months. Right. Okay. And you get the phone call, and was it yourself that got the phone call? I, 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 I want to know call. how you told Mohammed. How, how did the phone call like, come how, about? Who took the call? <laughs> I took the call. Right, okay. Um, yes. Because um, I imagine it's not, not as easy as can you go down to the supermarket and get eggs? Right. No, 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 no. <laughs> Muhammad uh, only seen the good side, you know, with the children and having a laugh. And he was like, oh, we should really have another one now. And I was like, yeah, yeah, but, you know, need to be, uh, need to think of everything. And he's like, no, 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 let's just find out who the mum is or whatever. And we'll just pay her. And get another <laughs> child. <laughs> so when I received that phone call, and I, at the back of my and I knew that Muhammad wanted another baby, and I was like, "Yeah, okay, that's fine." And the social worker, Marilyn, who was the main social worker, uh-huh. I was speaking to her, and uh, I just started laughing. And she said, "Why are you laughing?" I said, "I don't know, Marilyn. I don't want to tell you, but yeah, that's fine. We'll, we'll take the baby." She goes, "It's okay. I shall think about it and let me know." And I was like, "Okay." And then I put the put that phone down, and I was like, "Right, I wonder how much I can tell Mohammed that you're going to give me if I give you another baby." <laughs> Told him it was going to cost you eight grand. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Mohammed, so how did you feel when Aisha Raj told you? Yeah, I feel excited and I was really happy. Alhamdulillah. I was really, really happy. It was a very easy decision for you, it seems. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even have to think about it, I'll be honest with you, because mm. I already wanted it. Yeah, brilliant. And uh, I thought, hey, I needed, well, the older one needed a company. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Need someone to grow up with. Mm. Yeah, of course they always they so, always need a, they always yes, need a playmate, do. don't they? So it was yeah. just about time of persuading um, Aisha. Then, for uh, as far as you're concerned, yeah. And Allah Subhanahu wa Taala just sent sent the yes. call. Eh? Oh, that's right. Well, you can so you can say no, could you really? No, Aisha by that mm-hmm. point. No, especially I think oh, because no. they're siblings as well. That's it. Na- that's like you'd naturally. Yeah. Want to protect that bond that they already have that's as it. well. And they do have a good bond, eh, mashallah, You know. Yeah, so, so if you shout at one of them, the other one's like, hmm. <laughs> they do stick up for each other, but they do have their arguments as well. Oh, excellent. And how old are they just now? 
the older one is going to be 11 okay. and the younger one is 8 so right. that's the difference it's two and a half years difference as yeah. they've grown have Mashallah. you have you had any kind of challenging questions from them or inquisitive questions from them or uh, well the younger one said to me a few months ago oh mummy are you my tummy mummy Oh, really? Ah, yes. So, That's so a very interesting... Very interesting. Um, they were just talking. Quite a specific thing to ask. And um, I was like, well, there's lots of different types of t- mummies. And mm-hmm. she went, yeah, they're step mummies as well. <laughs> All right. um, yeah, and I said, well, we'll just... We'll talk about it sometime. Okay. But just now have your dinner. And uh, my older one came home one day and said... And started talking about adoption. Okay. And uh, I says, where did she hear that from? But she was talking about adopting a dog. Oh, right. Oh, right, okay. So your heart skipped your, a beat. Your antennas <laughs> went up, but... <laughs> yeah, you so said that was I your just, younger one that was asking you about whether yeah, it's a tummy, tummy mummy. mummy. Do you think she got that from somewhere? Or? You, yeah, you know how when they're at school and the teachers are pregnant? Right, okay. Uh, yes. You know, so because you think, yeah, lots of questions, mm. and you would think, well, they start young these yeah, days, absolutely. don't they? And, and everything. Are you advised, or have you been given any type of advice from maybe anybody else in terms of when you're supposed to be having the conversation with them? They say you should bring up the word adoption at least when they're five or six. Oh. So they kind of know the word adoption. Right. And um, basically, you should. After doing research and talking to a couple of people that have already told their children that mm-hmm. they're adopted, I think it is the right time now to tell both of them, which inshallah we will do this year or in the next couple of months. Um, because if you tell them now, then at least you'll have less questions to answer. Yes. Rather than if they're older. And if they're older, say 17, even 18, you know, they'd be shocked. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. because they, w- they, they, they wouldn't absolutely. know what so There's a trust think. between you trust, and them as well. Absolutely. So, absolutely. Is that something that you and Muhammad Bhai have, have spoken about? Like how you would discuss that or um, any, any kind of apprehension with that conversation or... Are you treating mm. it the way you did when you when they entered your life with the same kind of openness and? I think it's just we need to kind of just tell them, you know, just sit down and explain to them. And I think they they're mashallah they they're very very good. They go to school, they go to masjid, they do their extras stuff, so they know a bit about Islam and knowing the story about our Prophet. Muhammad sallallahu they know the story and and basically the kids have a lot of knowledge these days because of social media they were exposed to a lot more yeah, now, they, they are they are uh, I think it would be a bit easier um, I, I sometimes like just tell them the story about myself like mm-hmm. um, when I was a lot younger and um, my uncle he didn't they didn't have any children so my dad gave uh, me and my younger brother to him okay. for a while and and you know and then that was it so I'll, they know I said that's that was my other mummy things like that you know so oh. they, they need to know I think it's a lot more open these days that they would be, uh, you know so it's just to make sure that they don't have any other questions yeah yeah, at the moment, when we say when we say, look, this is how you came along. But how, uh, the older one did remember when we went to get the younger one. 
Of that's course, fair, because that's very interesting. Yeah, and how old we stayed, she was around four. She was around three and a half, four, just starting nursery. Just shows you that they do. Wow. And she used to say, and she used to say, like when we went to get her, and we stayed there in a like a lodge. It was a beautiful place. She goes, what, what did she? And you used to go with her to feed the ducks at the lake. Yeah. And she, she all that. yeah, she remembers all that. So now sometimes when they used to have a laugh a couple of years ago, they goes, mm. we found you from the pond. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Um, okay, I mean we've got around about five minutes to go. Uh-huh. Um, so I think the last two questions really maybe we can aim at both of you guys and you can take turns and 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 answering them um and the question really is what advice would you give to anybody else out there who have just adopted or are about to and maybe it'd be a piece of information which you would have felt as though if you were told at the time or at that stage of your journey may have made things a little bit easier for you is there anything in particular or any one specific thing to anybody that's literally about to adopt or have just adopted is there anything that you would for say them? to them? Any any gems of wisdoms? Mm. It's yeah, not my group time yet. <laughs> I, I, I just realised as I was saying that. Yeah, it does change your life mm. in a better way. It makes life happier, and uh, something to look forward to every day when you can go home. I mean, honestly, yeah. 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 So it's definitely a good thing to do. Excellent. And be yourself, Budge. Yes. I think if you know that you're in a situation where you can't have children, mm-hmm. I think don't delay it. At least that's your best option. Uh, the younger you are, the better it is. And there's all plenty of help out there. And um, doing it through the council, like the Scottish Council, they're very, very helpful. We had a very, very good experience with it. Mm. Especially right don't now know when they're looking for Muslim... Um, that, that's where I'm quite surprised that they're looking for Muslim children. Maybe some people don't fit the criteria then. But it could, it's quite, it could be, yeah. Hannah, that you guys were very lucky that you, fit, you fit everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. But maybe there's there's people out there that would like to, but obviously they didn't. They, they don't, they don't yes, meet that criteria. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, to yeah. go back to the beginning of our talk when we said that there's 5,000 Muslim children uh, in care. I mean, that, that that's that, that's quite scary that's to think that there's, there's that yeah. many children out there who who won't have uh, or who may potentially not have a Muslim upbringing may end up leaving the fold of Islam as a result of that's not it. having... That, that's, that, that's, what, that's what scare does. Yeah. Remember, that's what scare does. Absolutely. But it's not just about adoption. The other thing you can do is fostering. Well, yes. that was my next question, so, which... You've come on to. Sorry, I was going to ask do you do you have to foster before you adopt, no, or no, no, can no. you straight no, adopt? No, no, fostering is a job. Okay, adoption is your child. Right. Yeah. Okay. So even if you know, I, I just thought that just now. If mm. you know, if you you want to do something good, you want mm. to give something back to the community, especially our Muslim children, uh, children out there. You know, mm-hmm. if. If you want, you can you, you can foster. So that's like a job. Okay. You can get. You know. You can actually tell them that put your name down for Muslim children I don't know if that's possible but if somebody's looking to adopt that's another thing that they can I think, do I think from what I read what they try and do is the background of the child they try and carry that through Absolutely. so I think they would try and match you with yes. somebody with a similar background yes. and for anybody who may be thinking of fostering who may not be in a position to take the jump and, and, and actually adopt that's a good way um, to do that again 
any words of encouragement, anything in particular that you might be saying to anybody who's thinking about fostering? Um, we've just heard this five thousand Muslim children uh, out there mm-hmm. um, who don't who don't have anyone. I mean, is there any anything given the fact that you've gone through the process mm-hmm. um, that you would say in particular to try and to try and put somebody's mind at ease who may just be thinking about it? Looks the month of Ramadan. <laughs> <laughs> in terms of, Isn't in terms it? of your, 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 even of course it's the month of Ramadan, but even from your experience, it's the best thing that I've ever done. Yeah, you know. But maybe when the girls are a wee bit older, maybe I would think of it um, fostering as well. Younger, and you know, just depends. For me, I think the the biggest take home message has been obviously the listeners can't see you, but actually seeing the smiles on your face when you're talking about the process and how much I've not once heard you say um, we've bettered their life if anything you've said the opposite you've said they've changed us Yes. and alhamdulillah I think that's been the biggest take home I don't think I expected that aspect of it for me Mm. Okay. alhamdulillah well um, we're coming up towards uh, really that's us for the end of the show Um, you've been listening to In Conversation with Haji and Sidra today's topic was uh, adoption can I just take the opportunity to thank um, both uh, Muhammad and Aisha Baj for coming in today Um, if anybody needs any information you can pass my number on that's fantastic excellent well we'll do that and if there's anybody that wants to get in touch and ask any further questions just can do Um, we're fully aware of the Prophet Salam's hadith where he said that myself and the caretaker of an orphan will be in paradise like this and he held two of his fingers together um, and that's from Bukhari Sharif um, we pray that inshallah you are both amongst those blessed people um, it's absolutely beautiful to see and may Allah reward you immensely um, can only envy um, <laughs> any anyone who's in your position so alhamdulillah and Thank again you. to all of our listeners Jazakallah again for listening um, and until tomorrow same time same place Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh